I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwiches. Hello dear listeners, welcome once again to a grey and an autumnal and overcast South Bermondsey, the den for the visit of Stoke City this afternoon. My name is Nick Hart, you are of course listening to Achtung Mill, the number one Mill podcast, and they were just awaiting the entrance of the gladiators. Here they come, in actual fact, that was well timed on me, wasn't it? Mill in their familiar dark blue, blue short. <laughs> in their familiar dark blue shirts Stoke City in their very very traditional red and white stripes this afternoon ladies and gentlemen your Millwall side this afternoon Bar Bielkowski and goal back one will be Sean Hutchinson Jake Cooper uh, scoring that wonderful goal up there at uh, Sheffield United in midweek Dan Ballard on either side of them will be Ryan Leonard and Scott Malone midfield today um, a welcome start for Billy Mitchell and alongside George Evans uh, George Sample being yellow carded out of the game today up front we see Shea Ojo uh, another good uh, start welcome start for Tom Bradshaw I thought did quite well up there at Sheffield and the uh, Superman himself, Jed Wallace. Sitting on the Lions bench, we've got George Long, we have Danny McNamara, we've got Murray Wallace, Michael Keefton, Belt, Matt Smith, Alex Pierce, and uh, a welcome, um, a welcome sitting on the bench for Conor Mahoney. Will we see him today? I wonder. Big game today, dear listen. After a bit of a tumultuous week after that very poor showing last weekend against Luton Town, we've gone from the ridiculous to the sublime with that strong rifle away win. I know that we rode our luck slightly, but it's still a good away win, a difficult place to go. At Sheffield United. Um, so yeah, we lurched from the sublime to uh, the ridiculous to the sublime, put it the right way around. Don't be a Millwall fan. Why would you want to be anything else? Let's get it right. I think they're turning up the um, Hey Jude to deafening levels to avoid any embarrassment over the knee. Oh dear, we've got embarrassment. It's going to come back and bite us one day. I keep predicting it, I know. There we are. Finally, after all that, away we go. Uh, 17 for the Stoke side. He's took an early blow. He's gone down. So yeah, wonder goal for Jed Wallace. Did he mean it or did he not mean it? He's keeping his counsel with a spelt with an S E L, not a C I L, according to the South London Press. 
it was a cross and it drifted in as a, in the end a great shot um, he's keeping his counsel on it though I suppose he's got to make out he, he meant it he meant, meant the cross that's for sure floodlights brilliant in the grey kind of autumnal light clocks go back um, soon is it tomorrow to go back he's standing up gingerly Stoke do come into today's game Heidi place on the table I'll just check their position for you they come into the game in 7th position 21 points we're in 11th on 18 points just 3 points off that playoff spot that's going to be a left sided corner Milwin under pressure early here 3 minutes on the, on the clock now left sided corner the big debate after last weekend was of course how Millwall can improve their home form in comes that corner from the left side that is headed up and away bouncing around still in the, in the penalty area that is cleared Stoke keep possession dear listeners three and a half minutes on the, on the left right side he's got player gone spooling looking for a penalty not given but touch and go I thought for a moment there how to improve our home form we can clearly do it well away from home as, as the uh, Tuesday night result shows that win will have relieved any, any pressure that um, Gary Rowett would have left the den last week feeling you know, the heat on his neck as he, as he walked out and um, in the midst of the stand. You'd have heard it on last week's show, dear listeners. But it's doing the business at the den that's um, always going to be crucial for any Millwall manager. And that's what he's got to find the recipe to do. 5-3-2 system in the South London in a week doesn't accept the criticism that it's necessarily um, not a winning formation, he refers to the England side doing well with it um, various Premier League outfits playing well with that 5-3-2 um, and I suppose you would also point at the league table in the last couple of seasons um, it's, we, we had a bit of a debate with Michael and I in the last show about um, whether it's justified to have criticised him to the level that you know that happened against Luton that was a poor defeat that's for sure but I think there's a bigger picture really and that's the drabness of the football that we've seen for a long period of time now um, rights and wrongs are always hard when it comes to people's reactions in the immediate disappointment of a poor defeat but the playing customer always has the last words speaking after last week's debacle against Luton Jake Cooper spoke to uh, the uh, Kai Bennett of the, uh, the South London Press saying that we went back to the drawing board um, in, that's inverted commas we went back to the drawing board following the 2-0 defeat and added that the Lions need to be more aggressive at the den there was a strong challenge that's given away a free kick to Stoke so it's got to be controlled aggression who's this down at the moment as I'm looking at my notes it looks like Bennett um, Ballard sorry be a blow if um, he takes a knock. Ballard now down for some time, dear listeners. Let's hope it's not serious. He's walking away to applause over by the uh, the docker stand. I keep calling this the West Stand. I can't shake it. It's the Barry Kitchen stand where I, I am. Um, I, great player and I just never quite meant it I suppose I don't see it I can see the docker stand as I'm in the Barry Kitch stand I've got, a tr I've got my, one of my um, resolutions for the new year when it comes try and remember this is the Barry Kitch in the stand not the uh, it is the West stand but you know what I mean game being played at a reasonable pace 
Stoke, I think, are trying to um, put some uh, time in, if you like, try and keep the ball. Here they come, though. As we tick towards 19 and a half. It's on the left. They've looked a, a bit of a danger down that left flank. That's a cross that's scuffed. It falls to the 22, I think it was, 1-0. Yeah, the, the ball fell to him in the D, just had a, a fairly easy side foot into the net for 1-0. Just on 20 minutes. We've all got to keep their heads up, they've got to come back from this. Been more effort so far than we saw against Luton, but then in fairness, in the, in the first half at least against Luton, we weren't wanting for, for effort. It was more in the second half when the wheels came off. The uh, pungent aroma of a flag off. Where I'm standing, I can't see the Stoke end. Uh, but I'm not sure I want to, because I can see like the mist of a flare, and flares for crying out loud. Another Stoke player down there. Being a scrappy start, really. Especially not helped with that goal going in. A lot of people going down. No real continuity in, in play, so to speak. This is Billy Mitch, just on the right side. 24 minutes. Switches to the left side now. Shay Ojo, he could. Ojo could do with showing, demonstrating some of the promise that um, we keep talking about. Just looking at our WhatsApp group, listeners. Michael reporting there, people shouting at Rowett for the goal. How is that his fault tactically? There were enough defenders on the edge of the box. And they just watched him shoot. Um, and people. People are in the zone now where Rowett is now going to become the villain of the piece. Um, it's, it's a hard one. I mean, obviously, last week's performance, uh, this hasn't been a bad performance so far. I haven't seen the goal again, so I can't really comment on it, really. Um, it seemed like he had space and time to shoot, so perhaps there's a criticism there. But if, um, if you give good players time and space to shoot, then, yeah, you will be punished, won't you? I think Stoke have brought their ultras down, listeners. Lions need to do something that we're not very good at, and that's take, get a grip on the game and start dictating to Stoke how this game will run. We tend to be, as a club, and I'm, you know, going back to Rowett's article about <clears throat> the merits or demerits, whatever way you want to call it, 5-3-2, we tend to be a, a, the side that's uh, absorbed pressure and then hits on, on the break, and Stoke don't need to do that now, do they? They can, they can pass the ball around and pick and choose their, their spots. Stoke having a lot of possession in recent minutes, dear listeners. We're not doing enough to someone to take the ball and, and run at the, at the Stoke midfield defence. He's got a difficult aerial battle. We keep chipping long balls at Tom Bradshaw. He's up against a really tall central defender in the Stoke side there. So I'm not sure of the wisdom of that particular tactic. But there we go. Ball wide for Jed to chase. I think the goalkeeper will get and does. 33 and a half minutes. Faint booze I can hear. A bit early yet for it. This is Stoke just outside the uh, mill penalty on the right side now. Comes towards 41. Ball in from the left. That's headed. Oh, that's dangerous. That should be down and away from Bart under pressure. As the forward was lurking there. Stoke do keep the ball. There's your real penalty here, but that's nice work by Ballard. Falls to Bradshaw. And he get through. This is 
Jez on the break. He's got Ojo left. Jez down the middle. What can he do? Tackle at the last moment. Great, good defensive tackle as Jez is surging into the penalty area. That's going to go for a goal kick. Getting those balls over the top, down the middle, into the channels, getting those the flight and weight of those balls is going to be key because they're actually dangerous when they're played well um, and awful when they're played poorly. And we've seen probably more poor balls than good balls, but we have seen some good balls, so that was one. And when it's played well, it looks dangerous. We've not had some bad moments. It's not, it's not, you know, I don't know, we're probably going to get a poor reception as they leave the pitch. I think that would be a bit unjustified because apart from the the lapse, I think it was a lapse in defence to give uh, Stoke the chance for the goal. There have been some moments where we've not looked too bad. It's getting the ball um, through from midfield. It's finding the right weight and flight location um, for those those balls forward. This is a mill throwing on the right side, over near the right corner flag. It's run away. It's going to be taken away by the Stoke defence. Six minutes time allowed. A lot of time down on the floor, that's for sure. And in fairness to the fourth official, they've given it. There it is, half time. Stoke nil, Mill one. Booing, I don't know about booing for that, listeners. So uh, I'm not one to go against the, um, the opinions of the Millwall support generally, am I? I'm Mr. Down the Middle, you know. But that wasn't a bad half by Mill. It's just um, caught out by moments um, moment too much given for the shot perhaps and they're a decent team Stoke um, some of our balls forward haven't just been quite up to the mark anyway there we are nil nil Stoke one at the break Achtung Mehlball Team Jarrett for the second half dear listeners big half ahead for a big half ahead lost my track of my, my ages there for the Lions, um, booze at half time you would have heard that as the teams left the field um, bit of a debate online as to um, the quality of what we've just seen, I, I, I think personally um, we're falling short in the uh, balls over the top we're, we're, we're second best in this one in truth, Stoke look a decent side the ball quality of our balls over the top which is where we could do damage with the pace up front, um, the work rate right up front perhaps of, of Tom Bradshaw. But we've been overhitting them. Big shout out to Mitchell and George I was just talking to, two fans of the show. I, I didn't know what to do. People, they, both of the boys came over and said hello to me, shake hands, saying how much they like the show and it's really nice. But it's, it's quite weird. You, I, you're a bit lost for words as to what to say. And apart from thank you, you're very kind. So a big thank you to Mitchell and George. Shout out, boys. Thanks for coming over. It's really nice to see you both. With slight delay on the start of the second half, I don't know what's going on here. The ball is an issue with the ball. I'm asking you. You're listening at home. You won't know. Both teams out, but we haven't started. That's strange. The referees come out and now left the field. We're waiting for one of the officials. I didn't quite catch what he said there. Did you hear it? Maybe it recorded better than I heard it. I don't know. I think we're good to go at last. Mill attacking a cold blow lane then. In the second half, historically, that was always a good thing as the crowd energy sucked the ball in towards the goal. Not so much in recent games. This is what we need in the second half, though, dear listeners. 
and we need a big half of football that's for sure we need to get some, we need to get the, the crowd into it we need to get some action shake some action there's the flaming groovies one slang gotta shake some action Evans on the floor now We're afflicted he's hobbling off for treatment Matt Smith enters the fray for George Evans was that planned or was that, is, are we making that move early I don't know either way it's the right move Matt, Matt Smith comes in 47 minutes claps and applause for that move this is Stoke on the break coming down our left balls into the middle cleared by Cooper and Leonard with the final ball out Need some Millwall spirit. Ozo gets clattered. Billy's in with a tackle. Free kick Millwall. We need some blood and guts, dear listeners. That's what the crowd want. Great long ball from um, Sean Hutchin finds Malone on left. This is Shea Ojo. What can he do? He jinks. He's got the ball into the middle. exploded in this there's a bad ball to Billy Mitch on the surging run he's got Jed on the right ball back into the middle clears at the last Stoke will be feeling the pressure now different kind of den suddenly but they do bring the ball out they're a decent team let's not forget it. 51 minutes that's deflected for a right-sided Stoke corner 51 and a half minutes they're a big team Stoke this is the first um Charles have really had to get a sight of them. They're a consistently big side, about big blokes, tall guys. They're going to be going to need to keep it tight from this corner. 52 minutes on the right. Here it comes in, swinging inwards, inwards. Smith heads clear. Good header. Stone not looking quite so composed on the ball. The goalkeepers just hoofed the ball clear. They're straight into touch. In the first half, they were finding um, you know striped shirts. Mills. Uh, change tactics to the second half what do we want to call it enforced changes clearly have unsettled them number nine's coming I think he's a Buddhist he's got some kind of top knot beard and top knot kind of like um, Russell Brand style image a follower of the Dalai Lama perhaps 60 minutes half an hour to go in this full bloody contest that's a long ball forward from Dan Ballard it's falls down it's George Evans inside the box ball across the box Completely. 
pleased for George Bradshaw. He struggled with goals. We all know the story. Was Tom Goldbachine Bradshaw. Two goals in the game now. That's brought the crowd into play. Well, I've said for some time that the risk of repeating myself, bring the crowd into play, bring the den in. It's a weapon. Other clubs don't have it. We've got them into play now. Here comes Stoke down the left, ball into the mix. That's onto the crossbar. Wow. Goal kick. Landed on top of the crossbar, top of the net. this for a long time listeners have we if you tune into the show from Timbuktu to the depths of the River Orinoco from Wagga Wagga in Australia to where else should I say Murmansk in Russia you haven't heard the Denny full cry for some time it's great to hear it in all honesty um, I know that you know it's, it's temptation to get backbitey when things aren't going well people start dishing it out we all know the score but it's always toxic, it's much, much better, much nicer, shall we say, to hear that the, the unity of team and crowd. That's what Millwall's all about, and that's the only way we'll ever get anywhere. Man making a, a kind of a particularly graphic masturbatory gesture at the Stoke fans in front of me. <laughs> I think his mate got it on, on camera. Uh, I don't know what you do with that, but anyway, probably stick it on the social media and... Dwell on it for some time. This is a 10 just on the edge of the mill penalty area whilst that's going on. That's hoof cleared by Sean Hutchinson. Great header there by Tom Bradshaw. He's really carving out a role for himself today. Ball through Shayojo on the right, 65, 66 minutes <coughs> into the penalty area. Slowed slightly. What can he do? This across the ball to, to Scott Maloney's shot is dragged wide right. The sting went out of the, the, the move as Shay slowed into that penalty area. Nice move. Coming towards 67 minutes, halfway through the second half. We'll talk about turning it around, dear listeners. The den feels like a different place to... Um, I can't remember. Well, last time would be pre-COVID. It's felt as good as this. Still got a quarter of the game to go, though. And Stoke are a decent side. They've been very much on the back foot in the second half. There's a mistake there by, by Hutchins. It does run through to Bart, thankfully. Ojo's coming out, so a good applause from the den. That's how football can turn it around. I think he was one of the um, scapegoats at half-time. And since the turnaround the second half, he leaves the, the field to applause, such as the nature of football. In comes Michael Keeftonbelt in his, in his place. Balls out wide right, 69 minutes. He's put that into touch. They've got like a right-sided midfielder. He's got like a... From this distance, he looks like he's got a receding hairline with a lot of hair at the back. Almost 1970s. Like he could be in focus. Dutch band focus. Hocus Pocus. Sylvia. That bloke on keyboards, him. Tice something or other? I don't know. Anyway, he's the, 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 the right-sided midfielder's got that kind of... Um, shouldn't really have it that long because you're losing the, your hair on your head look. Ball by Billy just gives um, 
Hocus Pocus a chance to, to break forward or inside the box. That's oh, he dodged the bullet there. He's oh, he dodged another one as he scuffed the shot. Ball into the box. It was just um, scuffed away as the Mill defender at sixes and sevens out. 73rd minute, Lions dodge a bullet. Helter Skelter's there's a oh a handball there. Uh, there was a hand on the ball there, I don't know whose hand it was. Stoke were appealing to the referee for a penalty. I think we dodged another bullet, dear listeners, I saw it. And then the ball went inches wide as it came back across the six-yard line. Six-yard box, excuse me. Good job there ain't no VAR, that's all I'm going to say. Another middle substitute, Danny Mack. Coming in for Jed Wallace, who's absolutely run his, run his ass off this afternoon. <laughs> second half really turned that around wonderful wonderful feeling big win for the Lions and you can hear what the crowd think of it there you go dear listeners is it cubish to buy for now there we are we haven't heard this for a while have we dear listeners Achtung, Mehlball. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jerry Scalak here, just left the den. Um, absolutely delighted with that result. Uh, top performance from Millwall. I was pretty critical about Rowett and the team uh, with these home performance recently, especially against Luton last weekend. I think rightly so. But he's, he's uh, turned it round, and all you can ask for is a response, a positive response, and a win at Sheffield United proves that. And a win today in the performance was very positive as well. Um, I think the first half was um, a bit flat. It was kind of staying in the game. They scored. We picked up a bit towards the end of that first half. Um, but it was a bit of a disappointing performance. But I thought Stoke, on paper, are a better side than us, if we're honest. And, uh, you know, I think they showed that a bit more in the first half. Evans going off with another knock and us going 4-4-2 completely changed the game. We got on the front foot, we attacked them, we showed that den passion and that pride that we want to see in a Millwall performance at home. And that was the best sort of 15, 20 minutes of Millwall I've seen for a long time. Um, Exactly what we want. Ojo looked a new player, two excellent crosses. Bradshaw was there to finish both. Tom Bradshaw scored two in a game. Can you believe it? Let alone one. Uh, I thought he could have left it a bit longer because I thought they were there for the taking then Stoke they were down and out um, we, maybe we could have scored 3-4-5 you know he did go a bit more defensively but we looked solid and Stoke really never got back in the game and I think that was the most important thing and we saw it out you know I don't think Rowett's going to play gung-ho football for 90 minutes I think we've got to accept that but he played it for a nice 20 minutes today we got ahead and then we never really looked like losing from then on Brilliant performance overall from Millwall. Credit to Gary Rowett. Credit to the players. And uh, that, that's, a, that's a massive win today. It really is because I'm starting to feel pretty optimistic following today. I really am. Um, I think we, we are starting to look like a good side. And hopefully things are going to continue to look up. So come on, you lovely, lovely Lions. Hello, Nick. It's Matt Richards here calling up for the first time. Wow. Bloody hell, that was, um, yeah, the proverbial game of two halves, wasn't it? I mean, the first half was just awful. But, um, you know, I mean, it just shows you what we can do when we change formation. Um, inadvertently, I don't know, with um, Evans going off, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ojo just ch- turns into a different player, didn't he? Playing down the left, you know, he just he started to turn it on a bit. Um, really happy for Bradshaw getting those two goals. I mean, what that's going to do to his confidence going forward. Who knows? Um, and, you know, he's just got the stadium rocking, didn't it? It's great to see Leonard back in the middle as well. I mean, he's driving runs. We've missed those. Mitchell, you know, Billy Mitch showing loads of energy on the ball. 
you know, he's he's into the ball, you know, he's, he's into players and he's passing it, you know, he, gets, he just gets the, the team playing, doesn't he? With um, a bit of energy and um, it was just really good to see for those kind of 20, 30 minutes. It just shows you the difference it can make when you get the crowd behind you as well. So let's hope he, um, he you know, starts playing a bit more adventurous, so four four two at home, which shows you it, it, it bloody works, doesn't it? Anyway, um, good, good to see us winning and um, fingers crossed for next time. Come on, you Lions. Hi, it's Angelo here. Um, being at the game today, obviously the first half was almost like a mirror image of what we witnessed at, uh, at Luton the other week. Um, so it looked, uh, looked really poor, um, which, was, which was sad after that brilliant performance at Sheffield United. Um, I said to my sons, you know, we just need one more person in the midfield because the gaps there, there's always gaps in our midfield where they just fed balls through. And, and in the second half, um, when we did um, have the free in midfield, just made such a big difference. And uh, and then obviously Smith comes on. I love Smith coming on because even though he wasn't involved in the goals, I think what he does do is he creates spaces for other players because he, he's such a pain to, to mark. You know, he, he just uh, causes... Uh, disruption in the opposition defence. Um, it's just a shame that his legs uh, just, you know, he's never going to be able to play 90 minutes every single week, unfortunately. But I just love it when he's on the pitch because of the disruption he causes. But, um, but yeah, brilliant 20 minutes there. And Ojo, some some brilliant bits from Ojo. There's a few people in the crowd giving Ojo a bit of stick, but, you know, there's a little bit of, there's quite bits, bits of class from the guy and um, the Bradshaw just in the right place, you know. I would have scored them two goals, but the, you know he's he's got into the right position. Uh, I thought Leonard was brilliant today. Um, a little bit worried about Billy. Uh, Billy first half was, was nowhere to be seen. What worries me about Billy? Everybody loves Billy, but it's he he, he still looks like he's got a, a child's body as, as as opposed to a man's body. But he was a lot better in the second half, and um, he got more involved. But yeah, it was uh, it was a good atmosphere, it was a good finish, and. We can't complain, can we? Four wins out of five. And what a game, dear listener. What a game. Honestly, there were moments in that first half, and I put them online where I thought it might seem going to be a bit drab. It's not going to be all that, not going to be too great. Um, I thought Stoke at times in that first half were the better side, um, and the goal they scored, yes, we did give them a lot of time, Um sort of had that touch and put it in the top corner. Um, but I just, I did think they were better than us. But I don't think it was a bad half a mil. I don't think we were poor. I don't think we were sloppy. I don't think there was many sort of, what's the cliche, unforced errors. I just think that Stoke were just better than us in that first half. But that second half, wow. Wow. It, it Again, it reminds me of that Space Jam scene. Um, for those who have seen the film where Michael Jordan gives them the, the drink, the magic stuff. And they all drink it and lo and behold, they become like a really, really good team suddenly. Um, so it, I don't know what happened at half-time, but it was exceptional. 4-4-2 does help. I wouldn't say it was all down to the tactics, but that was a huge, huge part of it. Bradshaw, wow. What what a, what a couple of goals he got. Oh, Joe, you actually put him out on the wing rather than try and play him as his 10 or in the middle and he shows how dangerous he is, which is what... Nick and I discussed the other day. Um, some people on Ojo's back again. I really can't understand too much why. Smith come on, did okay. Leonard, 
I think he was an outside for player of the match because there was a lot of times where he had that ball and he just run and he drove with it or he ran into the space. Really, really good second half. And do you know what? I think that really showed character for Gary Rowell and his team because at the half time with the booze, a lot of people where I was sat were giving him stick, which I thought was a little bit a little bit unfair, but it was a little bit of stick nevertheless. And come on, it's it's two one. It's two one win. When one 0 down against the team were really good and well organised and, and were were on the front foot in the first half. I think I heard on the radio on the way back there's something like seven or eight teams now all on the same points and I think there's something like six points or seven points between third and twelfth in the division, which is crazy. And we're up there with it. So come on, we've just got to stay positive, stay with this team because we're really starting to build something now and we're really starting to look good. And it just showed as well, in my opinion, that when the den is in full voice and we're behind the team and supporting the team. Even a well-organised team like Stoke just falls apart. Gary Rowett, you got a lot of unnecessary stick recently, um, which at times I feel is deserved. But when I say recently, I mean in the last game or two with some people not, not agreeing with your tactics. But yeah, you got it right two games in a row. Well done, Gary. Come on your lines. Achtung, Milbein. Huge thank you to the chaps for vi- uh, leaving those two voicemails for us there. But next up on the show, we have another exhilarated Millwall fan, Graham Payne. How are you doing, Graham? Good, mate. Good. What a day yesterday. It's um, like the old days yesterday. Second half, yes. Second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First half wasn't the old days. No, it, well, I, I don't know why. I, I had Gladiator in my mind. And with the booing off at half time, um, it felt a bit like a scene from the gladiatorial arena because it was cheered off at the end like the conquering hero. But at half time, it didn't look so good, did it, at the end of that first half? No. And... Uh... You know, I, I think he would have changed it, but it was obviously false when George Evans was injured. But yeah. for that, that that twenty minutes when he went four four two, I mean that was that was what we want, wasn't it? You know, it was entertaining, it was exciting. Yeah. And then we got the two goals, and obviously then I, I think that was a deflating moment for me when he took Ojo off. <laughs> I just thought the guy's running, you know, he's fine. He found his where he wants to play on that left wing. Yeah. And he didn't he look good him. out there? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, we'll give it, you know, why can't we give it another 10, 15 minutes if we can get the third goal? But obviously, that's not how Gary where it works, is it? It must be the mindset of the football manager. And it's, it's it, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, yourself, me, listeners, you know, we, we're, we're fans and we want, um, I think we've said plenty of times last week and this week, I think he was made fully aware of what, what we want, which is entertainment fundamentally, I believe. Um, and then the results, very close second. But I think really you want to leave the den feeling a little bit like we did yesterday, where, I mean, I, 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 I was just reminded that there's been a long time for us all since we were at, Mo- at Millwall and left feeling like we did yesterday. And it, it was familiar feeling. But a long while ago, because with COVID and the, and, the, and the lockdown and all the rest of it, um, but that's what you want, you know. You've got to, you've got to send the, the the crowd out with that buzz, Graham. Otherwise, we're not Millwall, are we? No, and and we once the the equaliser came, the crowd were in it then. Absolutely, know? yeah. That, that that's when he gets. That's what he he must see that if he gives us what we want, you know, we're then the twelfth man. You know, yeah, well, it's it's the secret weapon that nobody else really has in that league. Um, yeah. I, I know they talk about 
um, you know, likes of Stoke having a, a decent crowd and, and others. But really, there's no place like the Den, in my opinion. I've not seen them, not seen it yet. If if, if there is one out there, I haven't seen it. Um, and it is something. It is you know, it, we 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 can't match other teams' resources, Graham, but we can bring the Den crowd into play. And that, for the first time, for a long time, was what happened yesterday in that second half period. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely the first time this season. So you know, and you know, you it, 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 we've been brought into it really. Yeah, and you know, it, it, for that. That twenty minutes, and I'll keep back. That was what you know, what what you want to see down at the end, isn't it? Well, that's what Steve. we go to Millwall for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, the the, the old insight. You might, you really might as well go to Cholton. You might as well go to Palace, <laughs> you, because you know, if if it's not that what we had yesterday for that brief twenty minutes or so, when you know players suddenly looked like they're in familiar positions and everyone seemed like you know there was a coherence to to the way we were playing. Yeah. Um, for that period, no, you just it was a reminder, I suppose. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is why we come here not to be miserable, you know, <laughs> to be lifted in some way. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm interested to see what you think, really, Graham. But I mean, is, is that potentially a turning point for the season? Does it feel it feels a little bit like it? But it his does. instincts, his instincts took over, didn't they? Because you, you yeah. made the point already, you had an attacking lineup there, and we could have got a third, maybe more, even, but yeah. certainly a third, um, which would have really put it to rest but he's uh gary's rowett's instincts are those of a defensive-minded manager maybe it's because he's living on the line in it but um that's where it, that, that's that's the thing that bothers me a little bit because there was a time there to press on i felt yeah and his instinct was get kifton belled on yeah and then go back to free midfield and you know and then he obviously later on he took jed off and all and then we just didn't have an outlet then. Did well, we've we? got nothing. No. no. Um, no. I mean, Jed's an interesting point. And I was, I was going to, um, what struck me, I'm interested to see what you think. But, um, you know, we're really focusing on that period after half time, really, aren't we? I mean, everything yeah. I'm saying, I'm really conscious I'm talking about that 4 4 2 attacking den period. And we're talking about 20 minutes or so after the break. But, um, for that period, it, I was really struck by the fact that Ojo came into his own on the left. Jed, we were not totally reliant on Jed for no. everything. And that's what really stood out for me, because Ojo came into it. And, the, you know, the threats were down the left side. Ryan Leonard, another player that stood out yesterday. I thought he was immense, Leonard, when he went into midfield in the second half. Yeah. Billy Mitchell grew into the game and all in the second half. And, you know, um, I feel that... He's got to give Leonard and possibly Mitchell and all a run in midfield. The days of, you know, I'm sorry, George Evans, he's not a midfield player. He's not a defender. He's just a fill-in when we're, you know, we've got a few injuries. That's how I see it. And, well, he's, yeah. You know, and I just feel Leonard gave us so much more energy in that midfield. You know, he set the second goal up. And, you know, I know he does a job at right wing back. You know, I think he, he deserves a run in, in midfield now after, you know, watching that yesterday. Because he's not played in midfield at all this season, has he? Every, no, no, he's been played out of position. Been back. And, I mean, again, you know, it, it, it feels a bit picky in the aftermath of winning winning well as well. Although we were clinging on a little bit towards the end. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to the kind of game itself, if you like, in a minute. But, um, I mean, Ryan Leonard being played in position was a, a fantastic side. I mean, for any... Listeners that didn't see the the stream yesterday, the thing that really stood out was 
we we had a dynamic thrusting midfielder suddenly a bloke willing to take the ball make tackles yeah and then run with it graham i mean it's been a long time since we've seen that a long time and it, it was it was good to see you know it it it, it, it changed the dyma- dynamic of the game it, it, it drove us on didn't it yeah. i mean when the crowd needed something and the, the change was forced because of the injury to evans he was playing with a plaster cast on his on his on his hand and um you know I, I, I feel like i've dug out george evans a little bit for no great reason do you know what i mean he's not a bad player and he, he has he has a place but i don't think he's a first choice midfielder for me from what i saw Yesterday, it'll be a travesty if if Ryan Leonard is not named in midfield. Now, whether whether this is going to force some sea change on Gary Rowett in terms of um, using the four four two formation, because I again, you know, I, I don't know how you see it, but you know, there's been there's been a lot of digging at, at Rowett online, rightly so, given some of the performances. But the five man defence actually does have a place for it, and we saw that on Tuesday night at Sheffield. Where we, we had to soak up the pressure. I think I, I messaged you in the week. I mean, yeah, his his record away from home, it's got to be up there with the best in my time as a for a manager. You know, uh, we, we've always been what well, our class is poor away from home. Yes, yeah. we've always been a home side, but his his tactics away from home do work, but it, it they're not going to work at the at the den where it's you know you, you've got to make the game you can't you know you're not going to be able to play the tactics you play away at the den i just don't see it well i mean the the point away from home is is that you do want to kill the atmosphere you do you do want to i mean you probably we you know i mean maybe if we take a thousand we've probably done well for for an away trip sometimes more some sometimes less than that for midweekers but you know you, you do want to kill off the home crowd you do want to um, put a, a, a kind of a, a duvet over the game, if you like, and, and bring it down. Then you can, we, we do the hitting on the break part, which we do quite well. But that won't wash at the den. The, the den, Graham, you know, you you and me have been around a track a few times at the yeah. den, haven't we, between us? Yeah. And it's a place of emotion. It's 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 theatre there. You know, you can't be you can't be killing it off there. I, I'm hoping that Gary Rowett um, reads, the, reads the room on this because... Um, I, you know, as a manager, I, I've no reason to, to you know, I think he's been certainly um, put straight this week on what the crowd want to see at the Den. Um, and if he's, if, you know, if he can get that right at the Den, then this could yet be a really decent season for us. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I still think we're a little bit short, though. I do feel in certain positions, and obviously with injuries and all, but... And there's the ongoing issue with what do they do with Jet. I, th- I personally think we've just got to see the season out for him. And if he goes, he goes because of, you know, the situation we're in. We could end up in the playoffs, couldn't we? And then... Well, we could. It's probably a long shot, but, you know... Well, I, I, don't, I, I mean, you look at... I mean, the, the league table's a really strange thing. I was just trying to find it and I, I haven't got it to hand, listeners. But the league table at the moment is I'm from, I think, Luton. I think, I think they're in fifth. Yeah. And all the way down to just below us in eleventh, everyone's on twenty-one points. Mm. I think there's a lot of, I don't know, I'll probably put us in this category. So I'm not not over overplaying this, but I think there's a lot of okay sides, yeah. without anyone really, you know, being so stellar that you say, well, you know, look at look at what they've just done. So I think there's every chance. There's no reason why if we use our our um, weapons well and that one of those weapons as we've said a, a couple of times already here 
Graham is 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 the den because yeah. it was alive yesterday, wasn't it? You know, it the, the crowd were into it. Good atmosphere. You know, you, you walked out there yesterday for the first time this season. You know, buzzing. You, yeah, you've seen what you want to see, and you know, and that that that's, that that is a major weapon for us. And surely Gary Warrick must realise that he must. My, one of my personal markers when I'm walking away from the den is whether there's still chanting going on in the tunnel as you walk out through um, Zampa or Stockholm Road, depends yeah. where we're going. If you can, if people are still cheering and chanting there, then you know you've had a good good win. Yeah. And then if they're still carrying it on as I, I walk down Hilderton Road to get away back to the car, if there's still one a bit one or two going out there as well, so you know that was that was yesterday. Now I know that's probably a bit of a, a relief after a long dry period. Um, but you know that's that shows what's um, th there's a hunger for it at the den, Graham, and you know everyone's had a, a tough year, and I think there's yeah. a real sense around the crowd that they want what we had for those twenty minutes yesterday. I mean, I, I thought Stoke yesterday were in the first half were a decent side. They looked a big side as well, and I was, I was struck by their physique. If you want, they they all looked um, looked like men against boys at times in the in the first half. I felt. Yeah, like they, that the guy who scored the goal, Sawyer's, was yeah. You know, he was running the game, strong, 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 strong. Um, you know, and uh, it, they could have scored in the first couple of minutes. Park pulled off a great save. He did, and you know, it, 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 once they got that first goal, you 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 won't make think. Here we go again, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we did we really have an attack of any substance. In the first half, I, I, I'm struggling to rethink for one, but it seemed a lot of overhit passes, you know, a lot. Down from yeah. the back and from not picking on him, but George Evans in particular. But um, yeah, I, it, uh, at half time, I, I, I could only see the game going the same way as the previous Saturday, if I'm honest. I agree. I'm incidentally on a, on a tangent. This is I'm going to set up a new thing, a George Evans bingo, and then we're going to sell <laughs> tickets for the first mention. <laughs> and we'll give it to charity. The first mention of George, you can do like the old beat the clock. I don't know if anyone remembers that from um, Cold Blow Lane a long time ago, but you could sell tickets on how long before George Evans gets mentioned. <laughs> the first slagging of George Evans. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, there was I, I lost count in the first half of. What could have been a decent ball because both Jed and Bradshaw were looking to run on, yeah. beat beat the the ball over the top, um, all over hit or going for goal kicks or chase down into the corner. I don't know, you name it, you know. And and that was that was the story of the first half. Um, I've seen the goals this morning, and I, I, I mean maybe I think Billy probably just gave the uh, the goal scorer a touch of space in in the D. Um, yeah. and, and I'm I'm being a bit harsh there, but there we are. Goal got scored, so. There's got to be a bit of um, accounting, you know, in the in the in the um, analysis afterwards. Uh, and I must admit, it was hard to see a way back at half time, Graham. I couldn't really see what we were going to do, but but other than what happened, which I didn't expect, which was to switch to four four two, an old school Millwall. But um, do you think he would have done that, or he was forced into it? Yeah, there's there's the <laughs> there's the sixty four thousand dollar question. Um, I mean, what I would say, the, the the team got booed off at half time, and I I, I despite it as being on the back foot, really, for me in the first half. I felt that was a little harsh. I think there's a bit of a habitual sense that if you were behind half time, that means you've got to boo them off. And I I, I don't buy that entirely because I don't think we were wanting for effort out there, Graham. It was just that it was being 
misfocused, not not yeah. applied correctly. Um, and I mean, I, I'm way up, up higher away from where Gary Rowett stands, but um, I hear that um, you know there was there was one or two comments being made in these directions. So I, I don't think it was under any illusion as to what would be required <laughs> to avoid um, you know another beasting in the second half. Um, the injury to George Evans, yeah, I think that's probably that probably forced his hand well because it, it, bringing Matt Smith in at that point. Um, it, it seemed to induce a panic in the and the Stoke had looked in control up until that yeah. point for me, and they just went to pieces, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and I, I don't know why because they, they had, as you said, they're a big side. The guy, the big guy at the back, he, he must be nearly seven. Oh, he looks, he looks, he looked the equal of Matt, and Matt, Matt's a big yeah. boy, isn't he? You know, six yeah. foot seven or whatever he is. I, I don't know how big he is, but he, um, they, they seem to. And I don't know why. I can't. I, you're right. I can't account for it. But it, it just seemed to induce um, a bit of panic. But I think it, a, a few things came together with that injury to after the break. And obviously, Evans left the field. So um, a fairly uh, what's the word? Not, not, not static, but a, a player that will a more defensively minded player perhaps left the field. And Leonard then moved into midfield, didn't he? At that point, yeah. and. Leonard's instinct was to drive forwards, and that suits the Dens' yeah. mentality. Yeah. Well, they used to sing "attack, attack, attack." You know, that's that's suddenly what you got in that in that moment. Um, Ojo looked at home on the left, and he was getting some stick at halftime too. Graham, he he got a lot of stick. I mean, um, you've, also you've only got to look in line. You know, he get he has got a lot of stick, but that for that that period of time when he was wide on the left. He looked dangerous. He set he the did. goal up. Yeah. And, you know, he did look dangerous. And then, obviously, as we said earlier, it, it got cut short because Gary Rout decided, you know, that we can't afford to stay at 4 4 2. We needed to change it again. But, yeah, he did look dangerous. And I, mean, I also think Bradshaw is much better suited with another guy up front with him. Yeah. He, well, he, I think that was, it was, that's how he was signed originally, wasn't it? It was under yeah. New Harris that he got signed. It was. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's he's the classic kind of, I suppose, like Lee Gregory, really. Um, yeah. he, he needs the big man to to, to get the, the knockdowns, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's also got a goal scorer's instinct because, you know, a, a couple of people, I think one of the messages um, that we just played said that, um, you know, if you're in the right position, then you, you and me could put it in, couldn't we? <laughs> you know, um, and that's true. If you if you're in the right position, but that is the hard part. You've got to put yourself in the position to take the cross. Both both yeah. decent balls in. One was from Ojo, and the other one I think was Ryan Leonard. I, I read. I, I thought it was Ojo in real time, but you know you only get one go at that. So Ryan Leonard got the the assists as they called it for the other one. But two simple goals, but they all count the same. And I thought he did really well to put them both in. You know. Yeah, he did. Well, I'm going back a few weeks now, but similar sort of chance at Swansea. I don't know if you remember that in that away game. You know them too. He took them away, you know, nicely. But. Well, it becomes a piano on your back, as they used to yeah. call it out to, to sharing them. You know, you get the piano yeah. off your back, and it must weigh hard. I mean, you know, I've, I've never played professionally, and I've never even played very much at school. So, um, you know, to, to have the pressure of that on your on your shoulders, um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not the first or last striker that will, that will suffer with that, but it was great to to see him tuck that away. We've mentioned Ryan Leonard already. We've mentioned Ojo. Um, I also want to name check um, Dan Ballard, um, yeah. Yeah, Graham, because I think a bit like Ojo, actually, just going back to Ojo for a moment, you know, those that were booing him, 
Um, maybe in the second half we saw the player that he should be. He's also a brave boy because he, he made a, a, a defensive header at one point in the second, ran down in front of me, and he put his head in where the boots were flying. So yeah. he doesn't want for um, don't want for spirit. Let's put it that way. You know, I think sometimes people miss these little moments unless they're right in front of them. But that's what I saw. I, I, I think he's a quality turn. But Dan Ballard, just going back to uh, to Dan, strong player, brave boy. I like the look of him. I'm hoping we can keep him, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean. I, I personally think he could probably get in the Arsenal squad now. I mean, you know, with their defensive route, is it? Yeah, they don't look much in defence. You know, he, he's he's looked so at home, hasn't he, from the yeah. day one. I like him. I like him a lot. He's, he looks like a Millwall player. He does. Um, he does. You know, um, we'll see once the, the end of the season comes. And then, as you say, uh, Gary Rowett's penchant for um, going defensive kind of took away the sting out of the game after, you know, after we went 2-1 up. Um, I suppose he'd argue, he'd probably point at the league table, Graham, and argue that um, a 2-1 win as against giving up the chance of a 2 all draw is, is more valuable to him. And he's, you know, a manager under pressure will probably always take the take the percentage route. I mean, it's it's not not so great to watch it, but it's um, we were clinging a little bit, I think, at times. In the, I, I, there was a penalty shout. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, it pen- I, I um, think it was. was I think it was. I think Malone it definitely was. And- Yes, <laughs> I mean we dodged back, the bullet. The referee's right there. I don't know what he saw. Don't know. Maybe he just didn't fancy walking off the gauntlet. He'd heard what was going down as well. <laughs> it was it was um, old school atmosphere suddenly, and and you know um, maybe I don't know. These things might play a part. I don't know. Um, is top six suddenly a prospect for us, Graham? I mean, is it realistic? I mean, you've mentioned being short in certain departments. I know what you mean. We we still have a squad that looks a little thin at times, don't we? Yeah. Well, it, it, when you say like this, is it five or six teams on 21 points? Yeah, seven Real, sides. It, it is realistic. Yeah. I mean, I think there's three sides. I think mean, Bournemouth, West Brom and Fulham are the three standout sides of the division. Yeah. The rest... All the muchness to me, I think you know. But... I'm just just found. I mean, I've went through the um, internet comments. There's loads, listeners. I, I, too many to name more. But this one from uh, Mike Wills uh, yesterday. Brilliant result from Reluctant Rowett. I think that's a that's a that's, that's a good nickname. Reluctant Rowett. Um, stuck with a four four two for ten minutes. But the, the 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 point being, if we're in the in this position in January, Mike says it will be criminal if the ball didn't go for it, as this is really a poor league, and we won't get a better chance. I mean, we we probably said that for a couple of seasons now, Graham, where we, we, we won't get a better yeah. chance. But I think as you look around the division, excluding those uh, parachute payment sides, really, aren't they, with Premier yeah. League money? Well, they do look a uh, you know like they, they they've used it well. Um, but I think you know we would we do have a chance. Well, shall the ball go for it? I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going for it. It does mean taking the the chin on you know the, the blow on the chin of Jed leaving at the end of the season if he if that's what how it works out. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I do believe that we have the best opportunity just because if we get our act together and if we if we play the right way as we did yesterday and we keep the really away form that we've been putting together all. We'll, there's absolutely no reason why we can't think in terms of top six. I think the crucial part, though, is is the home form of it, of it all. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's, if he can get a formula at home, you know, then the crowd and everything, and that would be that would be a major part of it all. You know, we can hope, obviously, the away form 
continues. It's been good as as it has been since he's been here. But yeah, it's if he can get the home form sorted, then we are a serious proposition. I think. I agree. I mean, there's another one there. I've got Charlie from the Isle of Dogs. Rowett took Ojo off too soon. I think that's probably consensus amongst us yeah. all. I mean, it could give them maybe another 10 minutes before we shut up shop. Um, Charlie says, we were on top and we looked like scoring again. As it was, we lost the initiative and we were under siege for long periods and they could have levelled. Um, if we had scored again, it would be above. we would be above Stoke. Goals are important. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Gary Rowett is is who he is. We're probably um, fortunate to have seen even the brief twenty minutes of <laughs> old fashioned Millwall <laughs> football. <laughs> so <laughs> take it while you can, listeners. <laughs> um, another good point, actually. I mean, uh, Jim Jim Lyon here, the one I picked out. He, he was talking about. Um, the improvement in the midfield, second half midfield performance, 50-50s being one. And as he put it here, even 40-60s being one. And I think that was a big turnaround in the first half, Graham, wasn't it? That, that That's dynamism. What I, said, I mean, Leonard going in there. And I think Billy Mitchell grew into the game and all. Um, yeah. And he was, you know, winning tackles and, you know. And it, it, the, the, the midfield second half was probably the best I've seen at home from the midfield this season. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's been non-existent. I mean, we go on about the the strikers and the, the lack of goals, but how many chances are created for these strikers? You know, yeah. and that's the, that's the major problem issue. I've, I think for two or three seasons since, since Savile left from Middlesbrough, we've always had a problem in that midfield area of creating yeah. and yeah. obviously scoring goals to, yeah. to help out the front players, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Standout really was that the Leonard performance um, in the cold light of day, 24 hours on. Um, but also the deft balls into dangerous positions for a striker that can score goals, but give him the service. I think we probably expect a lot of our strikers being fed on on scraps to to score goals, and you've got to be absolute top draw to uh, to do that. So, well done. Who was your man of the match yesterday, Graham? Who would you choose? I think I, I think I said I think Ryan Leonard for me. I know yeah Tom, Tom Bradshaw was going because of the goals, but I just think for his overall performance, you know, Ryan. Leonard I think. I think on balance, I mean, as I was um, leaving the ground, I sent a text. I think I said Bradshaw because of the two goals, because they're spectacular, of course. Um, and people, you know, made that point. Ryan Leonard needs to be um, named as well. Um, I, I think I went with Bradshaw more out of a kind of sense of um, sympathy or something like that. I think just it was nice to see him get some success after a long, must be, it must seem like a long barren spell for him. So, well done, Tom Bradshaw. Well done, Ryan Leonard. Because you, you know the dynamic running from midfield was was key yesterday. Well done, the whole team for that matter. And, and yeah. if you're listening, Gary Rowett, that's the way to get cheered out of the den <laughs> rather than slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, huge thank you. <laughs> I bet mean, I don't know. I, I, I would if I was him. But anyway, huge thank you to Graham Payne for um, taking time out of your. Your day, Graham. Really appreciate it, mate. No Thanks problem. for coming on. And um, we'll, we'll be talking again very, very soon with Graham. Thank you, too, to, for listening, dear listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this post-win um, post show. You always get bigger numbers for the post-win show, so I'm hoping that we can get some money for the wonderful Lions Food Hub very, very soon as a result of all these clicks that people will be hopefully doing. Big thank you, Graham. And um, until the next show, which will be next week after Huddersfield, Arriva Dirty Millwall.
Thank you for listening to Aspen Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. A Riverdale Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? 